We can't be the only ones who have found ourselves big mad recently, whether at work or just at the state of the world. So we're channeling all our anger and finding the sacredness in such a complex and misunderstood emotion. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Black Girl Flow Podcast. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, and we're excited to invite you all to journey with us in fostering flow across our mind, body, soul, community, and culture. And so we're so excited, whether you're an A1 Day 1 listener or just tuning in, to join us on this journey. And the conversation is starting now. Uh, How are y'all doing? Is everyone good? What are the vibes? I think the vibes are vibing. The vibes are vibing. You're like, ever since February began, you're like, let's go. What can I say? Maybe Pluto always needs to be in my mood. Oh, geez. That's a hot (laughs) take. That's a hot take. It's just saying like, we can take it. I love that. I think what I did want to talk about with the girlies is how much great cinema has been added into the ether Mm -hmm. since the strike has ended. And I really wanted to talk about some of the great movies we've seen so far and recently yeah, and give some recommendations. And I do have to say there was one movie I was watching that I just thought this scene was so odd. And I was like, why is this something that like we kind of want to do sometimes, Mm. which is when men like pound their chest with their (laughs) hand as like a sign of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, never in my life have I ever thought to ever do that. But in one scene in a movie, I saw that and I was like, maybe one day (laughs) but then I was like I honestly would laugh at myself at how cringy that is but all of that reminded me of that Mm. moment what are some movies that you've been loving well it's a big deal for me because I am not a movie lover but I have been enjoying some really good movies yeah so I would definitely say killers of the flower moon Mm. totally like I'm vying for her to win the Oscar I really think it's the actress Lily I don't know her last name but just like so captivating the story was so heart-wrenching but so beautifully told and then I'm really excited I'm on the docket to see Issa Rae's new movie American Fiction which is supposed to be this like really good parody so I'm seeing that this week I will report back but I've already heard it's fire what's the first one what like what's the genre of it killer of the flower moon yeah um I would say drama maybe. Okay. It's like a historical based on true facts kind of kind okay. of movie. But I don't know why, but I love the OGs like a Leo, a Denzel. Mm-hmm. They're they're the good actors for a reason. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm super pumped. I love that. I recently um saw Origin, which is um a movie directed by Ava DuVernay. And Ow. It follows this book called Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. I believe mm-hmm. that's her name, right? And I was not emotionally prepared for that movie, but I loved it so freaking much. Like, you know, with Ava DuVernay, like anything that she produces, it's going to be magic. Magic. For the culture. For the culture. I, I don't see historical black storytelling done in such like a beautiful way and so that movie had me sobbing in the movie theater <laughs> like literally sobbing Boo-hoo-ing. yeah at the end of it i ran into some of the older black folk that had watched it and we all gave each other hugs like it was it was beautiful, beautiful. it was beautiful so i'd recommend everyone to go watch that um because 
we just we need to be educated one but we also have to support black screenwriters and directors and then the next one that I watched a while back over the break was called paradise and that's for my psychological thriller girlies that like um foreign films and that's on Netflix okay it explores um just this idea of age and um Mm. futurism and Mm. like there's just this concept of you being able to sell your time Ooh. Um, to someone else. Yeah. And so you, yeah, I, I wish I could yeah, explain don't, it don't. In, a, in a cooler way, but she's saying just tap in y'all. Just tap, tap in. in. Tap yeah. In. You won't be, you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm loving this moment for the girlies to like really enjoy the cinemas, really see different stories and find all that. So that was just an aside. That's a little bonus of our pulse check, but how you doing, Liv? How's life treating you? I'm feeling good. I feel very, um, I think, again, calm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. might be my new version of chilling. I'm feeling very not, calm. Not, it's, flip, it's seesawing. It's, yeah, it's flip-flopping. It is, yeah, because I, again, I, I think that I am um, really excited for what I have planned for later in the year. And my motto right now is just, what are the two things that I'm going to do this week that's going to invoke joy? So I always have something to look forward to. And with me working so much, that's just the vibe. I'm like, I need to know at the end of the workday what I'm going to be doing to give back to myself so that when the end of the workday happens, I'm not like really snappy and like er, frustrated. Yeah. Like little Arthur with his fist Fist, balled up. Exactly. Just ready to punch somebody. Because let's be honest, we all have those moments. Yeah. So where the fuse is short. So we love that you're finding not just little treats for yourself, but joy, pockets of joy. Yeah. Always. Always. I feel like I have been cruising this year and now I'm like, what are we on? I don't quite know what we're on this year. I'm on a lot of other people's trains, like yeah. a lot of other people's events and things that are happening. And I just don't want to get lost in the sauce. So stay tuned for what my big plan is. And I entered into the year knowing that I kept telling everyone, I was like, I really don't have like big, huge goals, like just trying to survive, yeah. just trying to create a sense of harmony, not even balance, just harmony in the things that I'm doing. And I'm still waiting for what's for me to find me. Mm. And I'm just trusting that as I keep moving, that will become clear and clear because the doors that are supposed to open will open or stay open. And the ones that are not for me, close them, lock them, deadbolt them, <laughs> cement them. I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because you put it onto the universe. So it's about to just come full force. I back. know. But it's also hard to just like truly trust that process. Like you really have to talk yourself down where it's like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to be doing this. Maybe I should be doing that. It's like, chill out, relax. Like yeah. where's all this energy coming from? You really have to do a lot of inventory and space making in your own quiet. And it's kind of interesting because now you're like out there interacting with so many interfacing with so many people with all of your jobs Mm -hmm. and I'm busy, but I'm in my space more by Mm -hmm. myself. Like I spend most of my day like doing calls and doing back end work. Um, and so it's always about finding the balance. I'm like, I have a lot of downtime to myself. And so a lot of time to think, and not a lot as much time to like interface with other people unless it's really super hyper intentional. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really having to not let the thoughts get to me and just keep 
keep on keeping on you're like the walls are talking <laughs> <laughs> no but that's cool that's cool so let's get into this episode i know just like you were talking about this is this episode is depicted by sponsored by the arthur meme with his hand yeah. balled up and fisted because we're talking about our feelings anger specifically anger specifically which i feel is so appropriate in february because when i think of the month of february i just see the color red mm. Obviously, for the romance, the passion, just the ooey-gooey nature that we often feel, it's still in, like, this wintry kind of maroon, just like, yeah. ah. And with passion and with all these, like, intense emotions also comes the ones that are not so romanticized, which is more of the anger and this kind of... Uh, just fury that can boil up yeah and I've been really curious about diving into that conversation in what it means in our community about this idea of rage and some of these bigger emotions that we don't always talk about I know and we if you're watching the YouTube cast version we have a staple here with us eloquent rage by Brittany Cooper and you know she is known to have dived into this work of describing how we can use our anger as black women as catalysts for growth and development and and honestly changing the narrative of oh you're just an angry black woman totally to like no actually this is appropriate emotion. yeah like i i yeah like i i am an angry black woman <laughs> but like not in the ways in which you're thinking of it yeah not to benefit this like societal stereotype Right. And I think what's really important for us in this episode is not just to talk about that trope of being an angry black woman, but actually to push ourselves to finding a healthy relationship mm. with our anger, with our rage. What does that really look like and feel like in our body? And why might it be important for us to honor that emotion and so I'm really hopeful that we don't just throw out that trope and say okay like it's not for us just leave it leave it behind but actually saying well why might they not want us to be big mad like what mm -hmm. might that be hiding what actually should we do and it's interesting because as we dug into this idea of rage we really did find so much of this conversation centered around your mind, your body, your soul, community, culture, in every facet. That like your anger could actually be good for you to release sometimes for your mind, for your body. And then this like spiritual aspect that actually it's probably a really sacred emotion. And if we honor that, then we can actually shift culture away from holding this trope of the angry black woman like behind us being like, Ooh, dare, you know, you don't want to get labeled that. Right. And actually saying, no, no, no. There are times where I am going to need to be listened to. So I was really excited because it totally fit into our framework, but I'm just curious, like, when did you first hear about this idea of an angry black woman? I think from Tyler Perry's diary of a mad black woman. Oh, so I kind of saw it play out on screen more yeah. than in my in per like interpersonal relations because um, my mom is a very calm and I don't even want to say soft spoken woman, but I think that she, she wasn't always like that. She, she toned it down. I hear stories about her being very like quick witted, very snappy, very like 
er, like, don't fuck with me. But it's okay. been interesting, you know, through her diving into motherhood, how that I haven't even experienced what that what that looks like. Yeah. And so for me, kind of modeling after her, my relationship to anger has always looked a bit um, different or let's say watered down. I turned to sadness, which is something that she also did when she, um, mm. you know, when I was being raised by her, like I'm mm. more comfortable in the sorrow and the sadness and that I just need a beat, cry it out mm-hmm. um, type of manner versus being like, I am angry. Mm-hmm. But as we, you know, have like looked into anger, like we know it's a secondary emotion. And I think the beautiful thing about just trying to understand our emotions is asking ourselves the question, what is this trying to teach me? Or like, what is this, you know, like, why am I being triggered by this? Totally. And now as an, as I'm an adult, the, the places that I'm the most angry and is now during my work, Mm -hmm. like it's not, it's, I feel like growing up, it's always been more so in institutions rather than my interpersonal relationships. Um, and so I get, Ooh, I, I be getting I irritated, be getting irritated. Yeah. The um, fuse short. Yes. The fuse is short, short at work or watching, <laughs> watching the world. Um, yeah. Those are the moments where I'm just like, it just does not have to be this way. Totally. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore? Unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies. Hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com. 
and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. Totally. I think probably a lot of people share that experiencing maybe anger in the institutional setting, but then what does it look like when that is what you're honestly constantly being exposed to on a quite literal nine to five basis. Mm -hmm. And you can only cry it out so much, but it's like, dang, if you having to cry every day you come home from work, like some, some ain't right. Right. And so there has to be some type of fine balance. And I think for me, it's interesting because you had asked me, had anybody ever called me an angry black woman? Right. And I was like, no, but the fear of that definitely changed the way that I was often encouraged or taught to show up in certain spaces. Because what many of you all know is that I've pretty much only worked or majority of my professional experience has been with black women and especially the older, the older generation of them, they were always like, okay, we're going to go into this room or have a tense conversation, but like, we got to show up in a certain way so that we don't lose our credibility by being an angry black woman. Or I always saw them in the post meetings being yeah. like, that made me so mad. I can't believe that they did that, but we could never show that because of fear of what happens when we do get labeled as that, which is such a destructive narrative because it often comes when a black woman is trying to highlight or express concern. So it's basically a pacifier saying like when you are critical of something that's going on or you are concerned about something, it's too distracting to the work that we have to do. And even just that idea of it makes me mad. And so not only being exposed to that, knowing how it really is to pacify us, but then personally for me, we've always talked about the personality types and I really resonate with the Enneagram and I'm an Enneagram nine, which every Enneagram has like an underpinning emotion. And for Enneagram nines, along with some other ones, our underpinning emotion is anger. And so I have like a deep personal relationship with it and often it comes to with our desire for harmony. And so when things are not harmonious and they don't fit back into place, there's like a deep frustration. So I always tell people, I'm like, I might be cool as a cucumber, but it's because I'm big mad all the time that I have to constantly woosaw. So for me, I think as I'm journeying to dispel that much larger societal narrative, I have to balance this constant, like, that makes me so mad that I even have to do that work. But I just want to find what in an authentic way to honor the emotion is without letting it become my identity. Mm. And I think for me, as I started to really dive into Brittany Cooper's work and dive into other kind of spiritual practices around anger, the biggest lesson that I came was that it's an emotion. (laughs) You know, emotions don't define who you are. But their information, just like you said, there's a reason that we're feeling it often because we feel like something in our environment has devalued us, disrespected us, is a moment for cause and concern. And by internalizing it, that rage, that like spike of emotion, if we swallow that, it's really just going to consume us. Mm. And so for me, it's just about being able to find a place where I can state that I'm that emotion and move through it, not own it, and also not let it become an identity that society benefits from me being more silent from or me having to suffer in silence because of it. Absolutely. I think that was so well said. For me, I feel like my journey of understanding my own relationship to anger has been more so about 
knowing what my own insecurities are. Like when somebody makes me angry and they're saying something that is frustrating me, like, does this ring true for a certain insecurity that I have? Like, Mm. what is it highlighting Mm. within myself so that I'm again, more aware of it. I kind of use anger as a technique for understanding like my own shadow work in a sense Mm. um because I'm like why is this making me angry like is what they're saying if someone goes up to you on the street and says something to you it sometimes you know you're able to brush it off because you're like that person's crazy but then sometimes you get angry and it's like why is it because you agree with them yeah yeah Yeah, you you don't agree with them right exactly and so it's just kind of been more of a journey of understanding my own insecurities and my own shadow work that needs to be done as well. Which come on girlies. Like most of the time people are just tripping though. For sure. But if you're not curious, then you might miss the one time that they ain't tripping. Right. You tripping. Yes. And with that needs to be some accountability. And I think the biggest thing is if we're asking in our society and our culture for more accountability in institutions and for other people's behavior, we also have to be committed to that for ourselves. And before we even get to that part of it, we just have to build our awareness of how we're experiencing it for me in all of those facets from Mm. the mind to the culture. And I just don't know how often we're spending that much time in these more uncomfortable, maybe shadow work provoking emotions that we're kind of told not to talk about. Mm. You know, just like you said, we often don't even see the other women in our life show them and model that. So we're also doing something very different that might even be tied to breaking generational curses in our family to actually own and say, no, would that happen? I'm not okay with. And I'm going to communicate that in a way and y'all are going to see that I care about this in a constructive, productive voice of anger and frustration. Yeah. You have a right to feel frustrated. You Mm -hmm. have a right to question processes, you know, like, like you don't have to feel like you need to dim your light to conform to whatever space that you're in. Totally. And I really love that as we were doing this research, I, there was quite literally a positive impact of owning your anger. There was a study done about women navigating the healthcare system, which often comes with being exposed to health disparities and being treated differently. And they were like, no, sometimes it actually does result in better quality care when you're insistent and you show a little bit of anger in the experience that you're having. So I'm like, okay, y'all, like not only can we benefit from feeling more just emotionally grounded when we don't own it or consume it, because I'm also like your anger will be a volcano. If you do not handle it, you're going to be a light fuse and you'll often just hurt the people around you that you're closest to rather than the people that actually ruffled your feathers. Right. And it can actually be a really helpful tool to know when we're needing to advocate for ourselves against these larger systems. So I'm like, yes, there's so much to gain from having eloquent rage, from having sacred anger, and really using that insight to guide how we navigate our other communities and across culture and systems. As as we're closing out, it makes me think about Serena Williams and, you know, the fact that she nearly lost her life in the healthcare system. And for so many black women in the healthcare system, we're told that our pain is being dramatic or that yeah. we need to lessen it and all of these things, right? But 
by her utilizing her voice, even with her being a celebrity and being told this, with her showcasing her anger at it, she was then able to, you know, produce her child. Literally. And sometimes that's what it takes. Because it's information. Like we're being told insights from our body in times and we have to honor that Mm. our life is on the line (laughs) y'all absolutely well i hope that everybody in this season of passion in this season of intensity give yourself grace to find space for your anger not to own it as your identity not to then use it as a tool to be angry against the people around you but really to be curious about how can you better understand parts of yourself and just like Liv has said, what information is this telling me? What insecurities might I have? What type of deeper work do I want to be doing around this idea of anger? Because yeah, there's a lot to be angry about girlies and we want to make this space to be constructive and productive in a conversation around what we do with that anger. And you ain't alone, girl. We are holding our fists together to you know in this all as beyonce said i got hot sauce in my bag <laughs> okay all right she said don't play with me don't play with me don't, don't play, play with me. me absolutely and don't play with us don't have anybody play with y'all and with that being said we leave you all as always with peace love blessings we will see you guys next time bye bye y'all all right that wraps up our episode this week We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the kikis. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.